Welcome everyone to the Million Vegan Grandmothers podcast. And I have Reverend Nancy Arenas, and she is the founder of Vegan Pulse. And we just had an amazing conversation on her podcast, Vegan Pulse. And I was asking Nancy how this came about. And she says, well, with COVID and learning Toastmasters, and I just decided I was going to get the message out through podcasting. So welcome, Nancy. And thank you for joining the Million Vegan Grandmothers. Well, thank you for having me. I surely appreciate it. And I definitely enjoyed um, our interview, which I thought was awesome. <laughs> um, and um, just excuse me one second as I, it just popped up actually on my computer, uh, the video file so that's why i was looking down a little bit but here i am all yours um yes and as you said uh the vegan pulse was created by um having COVID happen and it was a toastmasters project and i had been thinking about a podcast uh because we were you know shut down we couldn't go anywhere and i thought well this is the beginning the birth of Vegan Pulse, and it's been such a joyful ride ever since I started and meeting so many wonderful people from all over the world. It's just been awesome. Oh, so you became a, a vegan grandmother after you became a grandmother. So tell me a little bit about what brought you to veganism nine years ago. I, I hear that your grandson's 10. And um, you have lots of vegan conversations with him. And like myself, you only feed him vegan when you're with him. And, and I'm sure that the conversations are very rich with him about veganism. And, and we are planting a seed, even though we may not have any control over raising them vegan. So what brought you to veganism? The story is, you know how we talk about planting seeds and don't worry if people don't get it at that very moment. Well, that's what kind of happened to me. Um, I had, uh, back in college, I was uh, living in Brooklyn, New York, and um, I was going uh, to Brooklyn College, and a friend of mine was vegan at the time, Mike Weltman, and uh, he would say, let's go to lunch, and I'll bring lunch, and I'd go, no, I'm not eating rabbit food, I got canines, you do your thing, I'll do my thing. And so, you know, years went on. And then um, I was living in Florida and I was having trouble with, my, with the way I felt after I ate, you know, I was always having stomach issues. So I decided I'd try to go vegetarian and um, I lasted a month. Of course, I had no knowledge of what I was doing, just that I ate salad and pasta and, I was just not doing well after a month. And, and I thought, see, I can't get, I, I have to eat meat. I just need meat to survive, you know, the flesh. I need the flesh to survive. And so I gave it up again. And then nine years ago, my friend, Mike Weltman from Brooklyn College came to visit here in New Mexico where I live now in Albuquerque. And I was so proud, I'm like, Mike, I'm vegetarian and thought I was going to get kudos for it. And he said, that's better. I was like, so delighted. I was like, huh? I'm like, 
you know, I thought you'd be proud of. He goes, well, it's better, but still. And I was like, well, what's the difference between vegan and veganist? I mean, and, and vegetarian. And then he explained about the animals. And then right then and there, I was like, okay, I'm vegan. And, and that was it. And then when I went vegan, my partner, who was a raw food person, but he still ate cheese and drank milk, uh, said, I'm going vegan with you. And so we both have been vegan ever since and not regretted a moment of being vegan. However, I have regretted many moments of not listening to my friend back when I was in college in the 70s, where I could have been vegan all this time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so let's 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 look at regret a little bit. I um, Silesh says Dr. Silesh Rao from Climate Healers, one of my mentors and friends, says that when he started crunching numbers and seeing how quickly wildlife diversity was going to be wiped off the planet, that is where he developed Vegan World 2026. Because of the rate of diversity that we were that we were destroying in ecosystems, that's when we would pretty well have all the wild animals wiped out. And he said it took him a couple years longer once he first crunched the numbers and he realized a couple of years later he was right on target that he didn't sound the alarm sooner. I have a little bit of a different view on it and I just really do feel that when we're ready and that the vegan representative for Edmonton, Alberta here she just went vegan a couple of years ago. And boy, when she was ready, once she found out what she was contributing to, she's probably made a greater impact in two years than some people make over 20. She's, she was at the Animal Liberation Conference, I think, which is just winding up today. And I think it's really about the heart we do put in to our lives. And if we're already heart-centered people and grandmothers with our ferocious love for our grandchildren, once we realize that we have contributed to destroying the planet for them and all the animals, then we, we just step right in and there's no need for regret. It, 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 it really does keep us, um, it slows us down a bit. So we use that regret what could have been regret and we turn it into huge creative action, which is what you're doing, Nancy, and is what Silesh is doing. Yeah. Exactly. And that's and that's why, as you said, um, all the things that I do is my amends to the animals, you know. And so I um, do the podcast and um, I do actually because I do care about kids and everything. I do a magazine for kids, One to Vegan, which is more about compassion and inspiration and giving them a little bit of connection to different animals and things like that. So I became um, an author and have done um, books just about you know, if you don't mind, I'll just show a couple uh, of um, what does vegan mean um, and just these different books that have the message of getting along and compassion. And then my latest one, which is I'm really, really, really very proud of, um, ABC, and it's compassion. 
So it's love that. So you're doing children's books right now. So I do children's books and um, publish a magazine for kids and also for adults. Uh, the adult magazine is New Mexico Vegan. Um, because I think it is so important. And you said the love, you know, you want to share the love for for everyone. Um, I also organized the Veg Fest, which is coming up August 19th here in Albuquerque, Red and Green Veg Fest. And our theme is we have arrived um, <clears throat> this year because when I did go vegan and I thought, um, this message needs to be spread everywhere and no one's really spreading it um you know except for vegans at the time this was nine years ago so here in new mexico there wasn't a lot of talk about veganism i mean there were a couple of small groups here um <clears throat> that were trying to get it to move along um but then the veg fest came and people started to meet people and network and that's really why i did it so that people knew that we were out there and I personally heal from fibromyalgia after going vegan. And I thought, shameful that the government and the hospitals and these other organizations are not promoting veganism to help individuals. Because if they really cared about individuals, that is what they would be doing, in my view. Um, <clears throat> because when you know that people don't need to suffer, I mean, I suffered with fibromyalgia. I, I don't wanna even, I can't even remember how many years, but my pain level was always eight and above every day. My partner say, would say, what's your pain level today? And I'll be seven, nine, you know, and it was, it was horrible because you have to, you have to feel the pain that you're feeling and still interact with the world around you. And you gotta have a smile on when, you know, the pain is just draining you and draining you. And I guess this is the same when you have cancer, diabetes, or any disease that is kind of pulling you down and you're trying to keep up and happy and, you know, a little effervescent, bubbly or whatever. And uh, people don't understand that you're struggling with all of that. And some people don't have to. Yeah, thank you. I mean, you know, just a moment of silence to all the beings that are suffering because of animal agriculture, all the billions of animals that are that are killed, you know, every few days. And and then the humans that suffer and, and there's so much of it. I mean, I was, I was dying with Crohn's and colitis and I ate really well. I ate mostly organic, but as soon as I got rid of the last small bit of flesh food and it wasn't lots and secretions that I was eating, I healed. And, you know, of course I still have to be really careful. I eat organic because we know that one of the main ingredients and in, in Roundup that they spray on conventional food is glyphosate and that creates leaky gut in about 12 to 15 minutes, the research shows. But now there's now there's a chemical they're putting on our, they've just approved to put on organic food. It's called APEEL, A-P-E-E-L. And so please be aware, um, everyone that's watching and thank you for being here for this podcast and listening and watching. Uh, please be aware of this, research it. It's quite a marketing ploy. Uh, they're saying it's a plant-based um, preservative, but it's a trans fat and it's uh, incredibly dangerous. So I think that we need to really do a lot of pushback on that and protect our food, you know, protect our food. So 
that's what we're coming to. And, and I think that it's very, very important that we know that we can be well, even in a world where there's more chemicals and toxins being spewed all over us than there ever has been. We can still choose the best quality life that we can have at this time because we know that heart disease is the leading killer. And when people go whole food, plant-based vegan, most heart disease is reversed. So we don't have to be ill anymore as a society. And there are some things that we're not gonna have any control over, but you know, the wise grandmothers know, you know, when we return to our wise elder wisdom, we know how to feed the world, you know, we do. And the cookies will always be vegan now. <laughs> and whole food, no more, no more crappy, you know, chemicals in our food. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, <clears throat> and um, like you said, the grandmothers, you know, the love, you know, and that love just falls over, not just to those who are human or those that are young, because grandmother's love could be for everybody right it could be for adults as well as children and for the animals because you know every morning when i wake up and i start the day off i think about the poor animals that are suffering and dying as i'm getting up i mean millions and millions of animals and it really is sad and it hurts my heart. And then I have to take a moment, take a deep breath, you know, and just let it flow and say, okay, let's go on to the day. And so my day is constantly advocating for veganism every which way I can um, because of that, because I just can't take when I see the things that we do in, in the name of ritual, fashion, entertainment, you know, and, and it's all because we have been conditioned that that's okay. Because if it was coming out and we weren't conditioned to that, we would see the horror in these things that we do for fashion, you know, for, for entertainment, for um, testing. I mean, what those animals have to suffer is just, it's it's a lot to take in and and so we have to know it and then release it and know that we are doing our part to try to end that because otherwise if i focus on what's happening like right now it would really destroy me mm -hmm. do you not do you I, I mean the sadness of it all it's it's overwhelming mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think I really feel, Nancy, in regards to what you're saying is that this is why it's important, more important than ever to have a deep practice, deep practices in our life. My, you know, as the, I, I just came out of um, a First Nations um, medicine wheel teaching this week, this last weekend, and the mind, you know, the body, the spirits, and the emotional body are, are really important to bring in all four of those directions every morning when we wake up to give thanks, you know, to give thanks for our physical soma and our beautiful ability to have sovereign 
sovereign brains. Our brains are still working and veganism, whole food veganism really helps with that if we don't want degeneration. I mean, there's no guarantees, but it certainly helps because we have this beautiful gut brain connection. And then we need a spiritual practice. We need to believe that there's something greater than ourselves orchestrating it. And we also need to believe that we're in the greatest awakening on mother earth right now. And we become these beautiful loving conduits between heaven and earth. You know, that's what we are. We're these magnetic walking conduits between heaven and earth. And we're here in the middle world in, in between heaven and earth to bring awakening. And if we can see everyone as pre-vegan and vegans, and then the elder vegans who, you know, help, help bring us all together in a loving way, then we know that everyone is just in the process of waking up. And, you know, like you say, like Salesh says, they're either going to come willingly you know, one of the number one things that are waking people up right now are these incredible documentaries that are happening and podcasts, I'm sure, of course, and talking to each other and supporting each other. But there's also something that's not human. There's a divine awakening happening right now in all of our hearts. And, and once we know, we can't not know. And even if we know and we don't make a change, I believe we have to hold space as the wise elders to know that they're on their way. The people that haven't changed yet are on their way. And I think part of it, as you know, I talked about earlier, is I think we need enough room in our soma, meaning our physical being, and our psyche to be able to deal with the grief, to be able to look at it, to be able to look at it. We need a bit of space here. So what we're doing as the White Elders is we're loving people home. We're saying, we understand it's hard to look. We understand that you've had a lot of grief in your life and to look just seems overwhelming, but come on into community and we're going to show you how to look so that you feel supported through it. And so it's a non-judgment feeling. It's like, oh my God, there's so many people that aren't looking, but how do we get them to look? We stay in the solution. And we say, oh, like, our, like, like we would our, our grandchildren as babies and our inner child, you know, we would say, it's okay, sweetheart. I know this is hard, but let me show you. Let me, let me allow you to see as much as you're able to see at this point, while I still respect your sovereignty, and you will find your way to being, to being a vegan. It'll be obvious that you'll be a vegan. You might not be a sensitive, you might your sensitive soul might not be able to be on the front lines. Other sensitive souls might be able to be on the front lines. Others might do advocacy work through podcasts and write children's books. And there's a, there's a, there's a place for all of us in our sensitivity level to be able to step into veganism and look just enough to do our part and to share in our own sovereign ways, right? Our own sacred and sovereign ways. Most definitely. I think, you know, I was um, in France and I remember as we were traveling through, um, there was this feel of just beautiful flowers. And I feel like we're all budding flowers in this field and some have sprung up already and some are still waiting. They're late bloomers, but soon there's going to be that feel of beautiful flowers 
that this world so desperately needs. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I was out walking yesterday and the wild roses are all in bloom now. I'm in wild rose country in Alberta. And the bees and the wasps and the flying little beings were just so happy that all these roses were, were open. And that's how I see it as this beautiful, ancient, fragrant, you know, flower, the rose is. And my grandchildren were eating the, some of the rose petals and granddaughter was showing these other children how to forage. <laughs> She's four. She's like, Oma says you can eat this. It tastes really good. And this doesn't taste as good, but you could still eat it. And, and, and kids are so important right now that we teach them the right things you know and that would be above all compassion and love for all living beings i mean no one can have um an argument against that you know with all the violence in the world there's no more uh, specific time than now to you know help kids understand and com uh, understand compassion for everyone, whether two-legged or four-legged or however many legs they have. <laughs> there is just, it's just the time. I mean, we can't continue in this flesh-eating world where violence is what drives it, right? Because there's violence in the food that people eat when it comes to the flesh eaters. So if we're all the time surrounded by violence, what else can we be but violent? So it's time to put down those knives and uh, rethink what we're eating and ingest just pure love. And as you were saying about, um, you know, the body and I believe in body, soul and spirit, right? So everything has to, is, everything is connected and we have to feed it all compassion and love. So you can't feed your spirit compassion if you're eating flesh from an animal who fought and struggled not to die and all that grief and suffering is going right into your system and then it develops into diabetes cancer heart disease um, you just have to uh, you know make that connection that your body is sacred you know you have to be connected to the environment around us and that Spirituality doesn't necessarily mean any specific religion, but more of believing on a higher consciousness, higher purpose. And it doesn't matter who you believe in, but that spirituality is all about connecting all those three things. Yeah, and, and you know, I just thought of this beautiful analogy when you were speaking, it's like, we literally are hardening up our arteries and the rest of our body you know the the lack of flow in our life because of the the death and and suffering that we eat it we have to desensitize and children are naturally sensitive like we talk about teaching them compassion but if we just protect their sensitivity you know then they will stay compassionate i believe most children will obviously stay compassionate because they just love you know and i was thinking of an old hippie song that I used to love when I was younger it was teach your children well one of my favorite songs yes because their parents how will slowly go by and 
and that's what we're seeing now. You know, we're seeing it with the with the fires. We're seeing it with the droughts. We're seeing it with the loss of ecosystems. You know, we talk climate healing seems to be a really big um, topic right now, but we do need to talk about how quickly the wildlife are completely disappearing. And we're not once the wildlife are gone, we're gone. But on a happy note, we're shifting. We're shifting quickly. We're finding each other. We're, we're cleaning out our arteries and our hearts and we're awakening. And that's, you know, that's what we're going to focus on. And I, I would, I guess my question to you is before we end, maybe we can end with a prayer together. Um, but before we do that, I'm wondering if you will just tell me your top two or three of your greatest mentors in veganism right now. Who would you like in, to shout out to? In veganism right now, um, well, one of my uh, main mentors, which is not, you know, one of those names that you heard, is still going to be my friend from college, Mike, because um, back then he was vegan. He's been vegan all his life and he's lived it that way. So it takes a lot to do that, um, to live your ethics, you know, and, 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 and just continue on no matter what. Even with people like me telling him I have canines and I gotta use them and, and not ever being upset with me or not ever being angry with me. Uh, and then of course, um, I love, you know, I like all the, I think that veganism has all the different aspects of how the message can be delivered. Some soft, some hard, some, you know, with a little spice or whatever. But I think that all of those methods uh, work because all different, we're all different people and it, it affects us all differently. So in my bold one person, I have to say Gary Urofsky um, because he was fearless and he was out there and he did it. You know what I'm saying? He lived it, he did it. And he was just, you know, he still has his website up with all information about everything. So he was one of my mentors, I have to say that. And of course, there's Salesh and Will Tuttle, mm -hmm. of course. Um, and of course, other people like uh, Carol Adams and Melanie Joy, for sure, you know. Um, and then recently, there is a young lady, Angela Crawford who is um, with We Did It Health. She has some podcasts out. And I just met her in one of my podcasts and I just love her. I really do. Awesome. Yeah, so many. There's so many. And uh, we're all mentoring each other home. You know, we're mending, we're mentoring, you know, back to our Taurus field, I guess we could say. Yeah, so thank you so much for being on. And um, I've never done this before, but since we, I, I have been ordained as a scene minister and, and your reverend and, and um, so maybe we'll end with a prayer and I, if it's okay, I'll start and then I will let you join in and finish us off, so. Okay. Yeah, so beautiful creator, archangels of the highest order, the, we welcome, we welcome in all the four-legged and the two-legged and the swimming and the winged ones as our, as our friends, as our sovereign friends on this planet. And we, we imagine every day, you know, sweet creator, uh, the 
the power of love becoming way stronger than the love of power and and that we imagine a vegan world we surround we surround the planet with a great awakening the greatest awakening ever ever seen on planet earth and we give thanks for that we give deep thanks for that and our friends as we join together in this podcast and nancy would you like to take over and may all those individuals who are advancing this journey into love and peace for the world over. May you give them strength and may you give them support to carry on and to continue their voices and may their voices be louder than any other voice that is not a loving voice, a voice of peace and a voice of gathering for a future that is connected to everything. Thank you. Thank you. And so, I don't know if that made it, but that's what I felt. <laughs> perfect. Thank you. Vegan. Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it.